Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Dead Idea of Ahala podcast. I'm Gary Butterfield. I'm your host for the podcast. Like, let's, you know, how how am I doing? You know, I'm always checking in with you. And that doesn't make any sense because this is totally a one-way medium. You know, there's always those DJs are like, how you doing? This is the madman, you know, or some shit like that. And, uh, you know, I don't know how you're doing. You can answer as loud as you want, unless you have your own podcast that I'm listening to. Uh, I'm not going to hear it. So how am I doing? Feeling a little under the weather. I was a little sick this week. Almost thought that I uh, wasn't going to be able to get an episode in. Kind of scrambled to get the content together for this one. Yeah, I've been uh, just been a little bit sick. guts have not been working right. I kind of alluded to that jokingly when I was talking to uh, my my co-host in the last episode, but it's actually true. My guts have not been working properly. I uh I tried some of the that acuflora, you know, stuff, those pills you can take that have all the the active flora from yogurt. On the side it says in big letters, you know, 10 billion, 10 billion yogurt cultures. And my god, does that turn your intestines into a, a funhouse? The uh, just the, the sights and the smells and the sounds that are coming from my body uh, in the last couple days have just been it's been like a non-stop roller coaster ride, and I want to get off. People say non-stop roller coaster ride as if it's something you would want to do. Um, I don't know anyone who would want to be on a roller coaster ride that literally is non-stop. That seems like a terrible idea to me. Um, so if they advertise this as, you know, Acuflora, non-stop roller coaster ride for your colon, 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 colon. I, uh, yeah, I probably would not have gone on that ride. And if you, uh, if you think about it, a non-stop ride is kind of a bad idea anyway for the people operating the ride. I mean, they want people to get off so they can charge more people to get on. You know, I don't want to get into a whole Gallagher-esque, uh, why do you park in a driveway and drive in the parkway? Uh, C-O-M-B comb? You know, kind of thing here. But, uh, yeah, it's not an expression that makes tons of sense. So I haven't been haven't been feeling great. Other than that, I've been doing pretty much all right after my encounter with uh, the Slender Man uh, during the last couple episodes. Uh, you know, I, I like to think that people who are fans of, of... I was really kind of conflicted about that whole bit because it's a big commitment. It's two episodes. It was hard to do. It was kind of hard on my throat. And it's not something that something that's popular, but internet popular, which is not the same thing as regular popular. People on the internet, you know, they tend to think, oh, you know, everyone's heard of Reddit and everyone's heard of, you know, Slender Man and everyone's seen the video with the where the cat attacks the baby. And it's not really true. The, the internet's full of people who self-select their peer group. You uh you know get a real job at some point in the real world. You will surround yourself with coworkers who do not know about this whole internet world that you live in. So you can't really assume that people are going to know about things like that. So it's kind of you know 
not risky. There's nothing I'm risking by doing it, but I was a little bit uh a little bit unsure of of how that that turned out. And uh yeah, so if you if you like that, you know, let me know. I keep thinking about maybe promoting I like to think that other people who are into Marble Hornets might like it. I keep thinking about promoting it on uh Marble Hornetsy boards. Um by the time you hear this I'll have a an ad up. There's a podcast directory on uh, Earwolf.com, home of Comedy Death Ray, which is probably my favorite comedy podcast, or second favorite comedy podcast after the uh, Pod F Tompcast, which I think is super excellent. Um, so I will have my show listed up there. There's also, a, we bought an ad on the Something Awful message board, it's me and the other goons at gooncast.com. So yeah, that's, that's cool. Um, so I'm trying to kind of get myself out there a little bit. Um... Yeah, so again, though, just like I said at the end of the last episode, if you like the, the show, please tell people about it. I want to talk a little bit about uh, a little bit about drugs for a minute. As, uh, as you can probably tell from, from the diff- various stories I've talked about, or I've told uh, from my upbringing, you know, I had a lot of experiences with drugs when I was kind of too young to be having them. The... Uh, you know, not experience with the drugs like my dad was just shoving lines up my nose or anything like that. But I definitely, you know, my dad got involved in some pretty heavy, you know, pretty heavy drugs when I was growing up. I remember distinctly uh, searching his room in his apartment for porn and Christmas presents before Christmas and coming across uh, cocaine and uh, cocaine mirror, um, you know, which I had then had to, to ask around. The, uh, the older kids to uh, to see who knew and that was kind of like a lottery that was me like holding my own lottery like what what older kid got to explain to me what uh the mirror and, and drugs were that I found in my dad's uh, bedside table um so you know and so some little kid some lucky lucky middle school boy won that and got to uh, to break that news to me which is pretty funny so yeah I, you know I so I admit to a fully being pretty biased when it comes to drugs, uh, I'm not I'm not real into them. Um, I don't know if that comes across, but uh, you know, being being around it a lot, growing up, um, kind of changed my perceptions about that and gave me a, a healthy bias. I've just kind of recently come around to this idea, you know, being on the right side of the drug war. You know, for the longest time, I was like, well. You know, yes, you shouldn't be able to regulate it, and it's a huge waste of resources, and it's, you know, people die in it, and it's a huge, you know, there are people rotting in jail for no reason, and, uh, you know, every reason why the drug roar, or the drug roar, the drug roar, the, uh, the drug war is wrong. You know, I used to just think, well, you know, a lot of people are like my parents, and they have kids, and they're probably, you know, spending money on, on these drugs instead of things for the kids I don't like that you know so for a long time I thought you know no no drug laws once you have a kid though you know that's when it should apply to you and I, I still kind of think that I think that you know once you you know I don't I don't like South Park very much I, I just I don't think that them taking their stance against everybody making fun of everybody is very brave but I think it's in the movie and they, they talk about drugs and they're one of the characters like there's a time and place for everything it's college I totally think that's true. Like, you know, if you want, you know, you do tons of drugs, it's fine. Once you have kids, um, you know, it's probably time to cut it the fuck out, you know? If you, you know, occasionally, I'm not saying your life has to end or you have to stop partying ever or anything like that, but, 
you know, once you once you have a family, once you kind of grow up, maybe it's time not to do any kind of substance every day. You know, whether it's pot or alcohol or anything harder than that, like, you know, what do you need to be doing every day? Can you successfully raise a smaller human being while being chemically altered literally every day? You know, I, I'm not I'm not convinced about that. And I also I just wonder about these people who, even if they have a kid or not, but who feel the need to alter their brain chemistry with that kind of frequency. You know, I, I just don't understand that. Like, I don't hate my own headspace that much. And I, you know, I'm, I'm, I run on self-loathing, but the idea that like, I need to alter my brain space that with that kind of frequency, you know, I just, I couldn't imagine. And I've, and I've had some experience, you know, with, with some of those things. It's not like I've never, never done it. You know, I, I definitely had like an alcoholic period. I was drinking a lot. I, uh, you know, would go over to, uh, the bar by my house, which is, uh, Lord Stanley's Annex and literally just kind of figure out what the most economical way to get to get drunk was with you know some pretty alarming frequency and um, I remember being really depressed for a couple of years there and uh, there was a time when I was I drank you know during the day a lot and sometimes I drink before work um, when you're doing that and that's you know and I never this story doesn't end with me like going off to the run the ferris wheel and pulling the wrong lever and you know having kids get crushed between the gears or anything like that like there's never any consequence I have a real distinct memory of uh, going to work and reaching for a door handle and missing it. And uh, that's when you when you tell you drink too much to go to work. And I'll tell you that. Uh, this was a long time ago, so anybody, any current co-workers, I'm sober as the day is long. Every day I'm at work, we're listening to this. But, um, you know, and, and the headspace I was in when I was drinking with that frequency was I was entirely miserable. You know, so... It is all, you know, I have a lot of friends who are, who are pretty heavy, heavy pot smokers and who were pretty heavy pot smokers. And I just kind of wonder about that. Like, why do you, you know, have to have your brain? I don't know. It's just, I don't understand why you would want, need to be in an altered state or want, want to be in an altered state. I remember one of my friends, um, I want to go see a movie with them. And I was like, yeah, let's go see a movie. And they said something like, I'm going to need to get some pot if we're going to go see a movie. And I just, I remember being really depressed and kind of disgusted by that. And it's no, no, I can't even remember who it was. It's not necessarily, you know, I don't mean to disrespect anybody or their choices or anything like that, but that's just a really depressing idea to me. Like, I'm going to need this before I can go enjoy the simple task. I'm going to need it. And I'm not, I'm not a mature person. You know, when I say, you know, being adult, it's not like I want everyone to go and be lawyers or doctors and try to get as much money as possible or anything like that. I just seem like, it seems like at some point, your pursuits will get higher, you know, not necessarily monetarily higher, but you should have to, I mean, there's something, you know, for all of the talk about how marijuana is not addictive and it has no side effects, uh, motivational syndrome is real as shit. You know, if, if you don't believe that, like you, you have not spent enough time around people who are career pot smokers because it does kill something inside you. And I feel like heavy drinking kind of does too. You know, it, it just kills something inside of you. And again, this is, you know, this is probably making me sound super lame. And it's like there's a time and a, there's moderation. You know, it's just like every once in a while it's an occasion. You want to get drunk with your buddies. You want to get, you know, unwind. It's like that makes sense to me. And I have no problem with that. I think it should be super legal. And I guess it should be legal if you want to do it as much as you want to yourself. But I just don't understand. I don't have very much. I feel like I don't have very much in common with people who would want to do that all of the time. 
uh, when I just out of high school, when all of my friends kind of all discovered pot all at the same time, they uh, constantly stoned. And I got to a point where it's just like, I don't, I can't relate to people who are in this state of mind. I don't want to be constantly altered. And they were all the time. Like, it became the destination thing. You know, it would be summers where people didn't have school and it would just be literally every night. That's all anyone wanted to do. I just remember getting so bored. And I remember one attempt, I went to uh, one of my friends in his shed. He had some of my other friends over and they were all going to smoke pot. And uh, to kind of make, you know, and I didn't, you know, didn't smoke pot. I would never like, you know, I've probably done that maybe a dozen times in my life, but I've never been, you know, done it regularly. And they knew that. So they had brought some gin uh, with them that they had watered down to make it more drinkable. And that was supposed to be the equivalent experience for me, so I wouldn't feel left out. I just remember feeling like that was just pretty much, you know, ridiculous. Like, it didn't work. Like, I drank this watered-down gin and hung out with these people who got really stoned. They have totally different effects, and that wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do, you know? Anyway, like, being inside that shed and just kind of, like, that being a destination activity didn't make any sense to me. You know, I didn't like it. And still the same way now. Like, I, it's not like I've, you know, the first couple times that I, I had smoked, like, nothing happened. And then, uh, you know, eventually it did. And I've been stoned before. But it doesn't, it's not something where I could, I don't understand the mindset where you do that. And you're just kind of like, okay, this is it. Every day for the rest of my life. This is how I want to feel all the time. But I know so many people who that's the case. And I cannot relate to it. You know, and as I, you know, have gotten older, you know, I, I found myself kind of growing further apart from my friends for that for which that is the case and closer to my friends where that is not the case and it's not that i don't love some of those people very dearly who have chosen to make this seemingly the focal point of their lives but it is it's harder to relate and that's that's just me being honest you know so it anyone's listening to this who, who that's true for i don't mean to be hurtful it's not that i don't respect you or i'm not interested in you anymore it's just it's much harder for me to relate to you than now so yeah, not not for me. Not very interested in it. That said, one thing I realized recently is that, uh, let's say I found out that I had a year to live, I would do every fucking drug that existed. I would go down to the shadiest street corner with, you know, $400 and say, I want to buy all of the cocaine and methamphetamines that you are willing to sell me. You know, put this under my eye, stick it between my toes. I want to, I would drink so much antifreeze you, you wouldn't believe. Because why not? You know, I'm going to die. And I'm sure it feels great. I'm sure it feels great. It's fucking crack. I bet you it feels great. Methamphetamines, I'm sure it feels awesome. And even if it doesn't, I want to know what it feels like. You know, I'm interested in novel experiences. I just, you know, I want to know what something is when it's totally different. And if not for, like, the crazy addictive effects of some of this stuff, I probably would have tried it just because of the novelty. I like new experiences. I don't need, I'm not shopping for a new way of life, though. So if my options were literally that limited, I had, you know, a year left to live, I would be the biggest junkie fucking coke whore. I would be sucking dicks for crack and to get meth and to get cocaine, also heroin and LSD and mushrooms and methamphetamines. And I would just, I would be like a circus seal and fish would be like little sardines and you could get me to do anything for those because I have a year to live. And, and that's actually like, like kind of true. I'd probably spend a lot of that time, you know, with people who I love. But maybe like like the last day, I'd just be like, okay, I'm going to try all of this stuff and not feel pain anymore. 
Hi, my name is Gary Butterfield, and I'm here with Dead Idea Valhalla Music to offer you an amazing deal. You remember Hortense B. Soundheim's Hobotown the Musical. How could you forget the majesty, the fires, the bindles, the dog-eating, the beards, the jacket patches, the newspaper hats, the box shoes, the can scrounging, the newspaper selling, the pure library sleepingness of it all. And can you imagine having all of the songs from the original cast recording on one economy disc? That's right, it's not a compact disc, it's a big disc. That's okay because storage space is a thing of the past in the digital age. You have room for a giant Penny in the Bat Cave-esque disc. Especially if it has all these songs. All of your favorites are on one disc. You have favorites like It's a Hobo's Life. It's a Hobo's Life for me. Can you see the stars from where you sleep? It's a Hobo's Life for me. Can you see the stars from where you sleep? You have the Bindle Suite. You have the loneliest hobo. Shall I allow those condominiums be built? Do I see hobo blood spilt? Heavy is the burden of the loneliest hobo. You have the ballad of Little Tony. Well, my mother, um, well, she, um, well, she sold me for just a box of macaroni. <laughs> so, um, but, but you know me as your bosom friend, uh, Hey, hey, watch me now. Three to a bean. Hey, hey, watch me now. Three to a bean. In Hobotown. In Hobotown, in Hobotown, in Hobotown, we live. Councilman Snivish's rant. Master, why do you hate the hobos? I hate the homeless people. Because I hate the way they smell. I hate the way that when they die, they surely go to hell. I hate the homeless games. I hate the homeless songs. I hate the way that when they play, you're forced to play along. Burned out husk of a barrel fire boogie. Burned out. Husk. Burned out. Burned out husk of a barrel fire boogie now. In Hobotown, reprise. In Hobotown. The three ghosts of Breadline Futures. We are the ghosts. We are the ghosts. Breadline Futures. We are the ghosts. We are the ghosts. Breadline Futures. We are the ghosts. We are the ghosts. We are the ghosts. We are the ghosts. Councilman Snivish's pants. Where are my pants? I don't know, Master. I cannot find my pants. Ooh, those 
those hobos making me mad. Whisper hobo code into my ear. Hobo birth, hobo life, hobo death, a fine arts drone. All the world's a toilet, and we are but merely pissers and shitters. My mother once told me that this world is full of liars, cheats, and quitters. <laughs> but I say to them that the whole world's a toilet, and we are but merely pissers and shitters. Boxes make okay shoes. Boxes make okay shoes. Okay shoes. Hey, let's publish a newspaper. Echoes, parentheses, let's shout out the name of every bus that goes by, and parentheses. Number 9, number 12, number 44, number 94 is coming soon. Number 44, number 12, number 1, number 4, number 8 goes straight to Jubitz. Drink it and find out. Sometimes you gotta drink it and find out. Find out if it kills you. Sometimes you gotta drink it and find out. Find out if it kills you. You feed me, you feed my dog. Feed me. Patch knees and spelling bees. Patch knees and spelling bees. From part of my past, from part of my history. And who could forget that unforgettable ballad, Skateboard for Legs? Do you wanna hear the story? Skateboard for Legs. Do you want to hear my sad tale? There's a war I fought in That I hope is not forgotten Vietnam It was Vietnam And I'll tell you How much would you pay to have all of these songs on one economy disc? 
Well, let me ask you something. How much would you pay to have just the choruses from all these songs on one economy podcast? Is the answer to that nothing? If so, you are in luck because you already own it. The easiest things to do are the things you have already done. I think that uh, Socrates said that once in ancient Greece, and I think that his fun Plato, uh, he also agreed with it. And yeah, so all of those courses, all those wonderful choice, all over on one economy compact podcast in uh, Plato and Socrates, who said it in ancient Greece, etc., 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 etc. of the Dead Idea of Ahala podcast. If you like the podcast, please tell your friends about it. Join it on Facebook, follow it on Twitter, send me an email. Um, go to your local library, read a book. You don't actually need to drink eight glasses of water a day, that's a myth. Just drink water when you're thirsty, listen to the podcast when you want to, but tell people about it always if you like it. I really appreciate it. Go to www.deadideabahala.com. Thank you the bottom of my heart and the top of my heart.